Hello and welcome to Don't Tell Me What to Do, the astrology podcast. I'm Lisa Kiss, your host, and I'm also an astrologer, teacher, and conscious business guide. This podcast is named after one of my favorite sayings and expressions to live your life. We're all here to experience life in our own unique ways. So keep listening to explore different views of living life through astrology, business, and personal development as we go through the Zodiac seasons together and with our guests. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. So today I'm going to be talking about the third house in your natal chart. So I'm going through the houses in order of how I'm experiencing them. So when this goes up during Virgo season, that is my third house season. Now, depending on what your rising sign or it's also called the ascendant sign is, your third house may not be Virgo season unless you're cancer rising. So I always like to start these by saying, Pull up your chart from astro.com or wherever you get your needle chart from and pull that up and find the third house. So in the center of the chart, there's like a little circle and then numbers that go one through 12. So you just count one, two, three. And then if you just draw a line from three to the outside, you'll see the little icon for which zodiac sign rules your third house and then that can kind of give you a better understanding of the energy that will come through for your third house themes but basically when you are going through a third house season because basically by me doing all of these um episodes it's showing that like I've been studying astrology for a while I've been able to pick it up easily um And I love it. And that's how I know I feel like I'm supposed to be doing it. But on the other hand, like I'm asked by students, like how can they best learn astrology? And I mean, like I've made flashcards when I studied and like that can be helpful. But I hate when people say like there's there's a component of memorization, but I it's almost like don't just memorize the knowledge, it's like, what are you going to do with it, right? I mean, it's very Gemini and very third house because the third house um, is like the Gemini house. So um, it's very third house to be like, okay, here's all the information I'm going to collect. Here's all of the things I'm going to memorize. And it's like, um, like fun fact about this, fun fact about that. And it's nice to know stuff, but um the real magic with like knowing things is like how can I apply this to my life, better my life, use it to go through a transformation, use this information to help somebody, right? Like not just learning to learn, but learning to have an impact in some way for yourself and for other people. So I was just saying in a session that how I've really gotten to know astrology is by embodying the energy in a cyclical way. So like right now, it's my third house season. So I'm talking about the third house. I'm talking about things that I've already started to experience and some things that will be my focus for the next 30 days. That's really how I like have 
or I'm on the path to like mastering astrology or like knowing a lot about it, it's honestly through applying it and embodying the energies. Um, I feel like the more you embody it, the easier it is to explain to somebody what the third house means or like it would be easier for me to describe what a Gemini is having embodied some of the things that a Gemini does if that kind of makes sense so it's also really cool if you know people's charts or sun signs to also learn through people and their actions and you can almost see the chart come alive or if you listen to somebody talk you can really hear the natal chart come out as well Um, I find that to be like another way to really learn astrology as opposed to just like memorizing information. I would definitely say like observe those around you in like a quiet manner because some people, I've, I've experienced this, they don't really care what their sun or moon sign are, but just observe quietly and you'll see the energies come out and, and be expressed. But then um, use your own chart to see how you are personally embodying the energy and opportunities or challenges or things that come about seeing how how those are working in your life and how you're reacting and how you're flowing with the energy I'm considering well not cons- like I've already started so like I went on to I love using Canva for everything and um, I was trying to plan out my like year of offers like basically a promotional selling marketing strategy I was doing this in my second house season which is Leo season and I was trying to figure out the best way to create a plan like okay I'm going to focus on selling the midheaven mentorship okay how am I going to do that how much time do I need to do that while still using my natal chart to make sure that like my energy levels are good as I'm selling as I'm sharing what I'm doing so I'm a visual person, visual learner, and I found that making like going onto Canva and typing in like wheel or like, and like it comes up just like a blank, like circle with triangles on it. And I went through and I wrote out how my chart is. So I wrote like the first house, uh, I wrote cancer season. But then I wrote what the first house represented and then the dates. And and I'm I'm like trying to figure out how to share what I do with you in the easiest way possible. Um, Because I I say to people like I, I use my needle chart as a calendar. Basically, I use it as a calendar and a way to plan my life. But I do it in a way that feels like cyclical and flowy and it's not like super structured like just because you're in one house season doesn't mean you have to do everything that house season says obviously but it can be like a main point of focus so I'm trying to figure out how I want to go about like teaching this but also creating like digital downloads based off of rising sign so that if you were like what's my personal calendar year it's literally like right in front of you with the dates and everything um but then also creating something where people can bring that into a session or a class and ask questions because somebody might look at it and have no idea what it means. And I don't necessarily want that. I want to provide clarity on what it means. But um, for me, this is third house stuff. So 
my third house is in Virgo. So the third house really represents uh, communication, uh, learning, your anything local, how you look at community. It's also like third house can also be the house of like siblings. Um, my brother's a Virgo. I always think that's funny that like my third house is Virgo and I have a Virgo sibling. Um, what else? I always just think the third house is like stand on a map, go on Google Maps, put a pin in like where you live and do 20 kilometer radius, like a circle. That's your third house. Third house is like, okay, what's going on in my neighborhood? I need to know everything that's going on. I need to know who's there, what's going on over here, what events I can go to, who I can go talk to and network with, who, what information do they have, how can that help me, and then I can pass that along to this person. And then we, it's, it's like this web information, and, I, and I'm talking fast because that's like the speed of the third house. It's, it's a house of like – it's a social house, right? It's air. It's social. It wants to know what's going on. It wants to connect with people, but it's going to – have a small range um, of what is happening. It's going to be very like hyper local if you're in marketing, like hyper local strategy. Um, that's how I would define the third house as opposed to because each house has a little bit of its opposite. So like the third house could even be local travel like traveling locally and exploring, but you're not going too far from home. Uh, and then this opposes the ninth house, which is like huge perspectives and global connections and learning and worldly travel. And how can I take this and expand it into this and and connect all of the things that I've learned into this big picture? Whereas the third house is like, this is what I'm doing today. I'm going to talk to these people. I'm going to walk around my neighborhood and see what everybody's up to. And I'm going to know that like a new store is opening on this street. And then there's like a new restaurant opening two blocks away from me. And I'm going to chat up with the owner and see what's going on and then hand them my card and network with them. And and that's all very third house. So um, it's learning to like communicate a message and feel confident speaking to people and feel confident um, in a community set like in community settings and, and socializing so you have to look at the the sign that rules your third house and I find that depending on what sign rules your third house it kind of almost defines your own personal communications strategy like it's gonna define how you are gonna communicate with people um so for me I'm a big believer in efficient and effective communication. So I'll give you an example. I'm recording this podcast episode and I'm going to record another one after and then I'm going to record a guided meditation because I can do all of that in about like an hour and 15 minutes. And to me, it's communicating activities, right, doing the podcast. And why would I do them all separately when I can do them all at once and just be extremely productive and efficient with my time, right? Like that to me is very – Virgo third house. Uh, I am a big believer of like processes, details, and clarity with what you're saying. And I do not like unnecessary communication. Uh, I'm not a fan of like small talk. It's just like awful. So these are things where it's like I'm very direct and clear cut. It's like this is what I want to know. Do you have the information or not? (laughs) Um, Like I'm not that person in like a 
in a setting that's like, oh, hi, I hope you're doing well. I hope everything's good with this. No, I'm just like, hey, do you have this? Like it's like right to the point, no unnecessary communication. Uh, I don't know if I've ever told this story in the podcast, but there was somebody who DM'd me once on Instagram and they were like, hi. And I knew who they were and they just said hi. And I was like, hi, how are you? They're like, I'm good. How are you? And I'm like, good. And as I was going through the motions of small talk, I was like, oh my gosh, just tell me what you need. Like, just, just like the anticipation is killing me. Just tell me what it is and I'll tell you yes or no, right? Uh, if you have an earth, uh, third house, you may or may not resonate with that, but like, it's just like, it's painful. It's like, just be direct and clear with what you are seeking, right? So when I message people, if they haven't heard from me in a while, I'm, it's like, hey, like, I hope you've been doing well, boom. And I go straight into my ask because I don't really want to waste their time and I don't want them to waste my time. I, I think of it almost as a, um, a way to set like almost a boundary, but be clear and respectful of other people's time. I don't know. Like, have you ever received a voice note on Instagram from someone you like don't know that well and you're scared to open it and hit play? Like, right? That's the same if someone's just like, hi, how are you? It's like, oh my God, what's going on? Like, no, 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 no. Just tell me what you need. Tell me what you need, right? Because um, the only people that I feel like would ask, how are you? How are things going? Are like your close friends, family, not somebody you haven't, I don't know. Um, but yeah. I mean, I don't know if has anyone ever just reached out and been like, hey, how are you? Just to know how you actually are doing. It depends on the person, right? But I don't think people and like their intentions are there. It's normally, and not that it's anything bad, but it's like if you want to collab or connect or do something like just, just say it right away. Don't like, don't walk around it. Um, for me also, my third house holds my north node and my Mars. So... Um, Maybe that's why I'm getting, as I'm speaking, there's a little bit of like, what's the word for Mars? Not, I'm not angry about it. Well, I guess inefficient communication does make me angry. There's an impatience that comes through um, with the directness. And that could be because my Mars lives in the third house as well. So it gets a little tested and like, okay, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. There's like a fast paced energy. So look to see if any planets are in your third house as well. Um, but my North node was in my third house. So I always feel like during my third house season, right, depending on what, you know, if, if your north node is also in your third house, you'd look to see that zodiac sign season. And always in Virgo season, I'm somehow realigning something. And like your third house season may also bring upon changes to something, right? You might be feeling antsy about changing something up. And I find that like for me right now, I'm craving change so bad. It's like painful. Like I need to change something. Like next week I'm getting my hair done. I'll have different hair. Um, yeah, I just like, I need to like look different. I need to change something up. Um, and my North node being there, it's almost like, okay, it's time to like pivot. And the pivot should feel like a realigned pivot. But um, your third house season might bring up changes to something or you might feel like an urge to change something and pivot and redirect and depending on the other energies in your chart you might not want to change up anything but um like definitely like consider reflect and sit on 
um, whether you whether or not um, changing something will be good. I mean, currently my struggle with the third house right now is like, because my North Node is in there, I've always said, I'm here to communicate. I've always said that. I'm like, my purpose is to communicate. And I always grapple with uh, what the heck I'm supposed to be communicating, like what the true message and intention is, because it can flip flop um, depending on what the current focus or obsession I have going on. Like for a long time, it was like um, just like fashion and style, like per, as personal expression. Then it moved to ethical fashion and sustainability. Then it moved to, or no, it was clean beauty before then, you know, eco-conscious living, clean beauty. And then ethical fashion um, and sustainability to conscious consumerism. And then from there, it moved to mindfulness, then to yoga. And now we're at astrology. And then, but we're really at like astrology for business, like using it as this personal development tool to run your business and even your life with my personal year calendar method, like with the chart. And I don't really know what to call them, my method, but I need, I feel like I need to communicate that really strongly now. And I'm creating like a podcast guest strategy, like me being a guest on podcasts, but then also getting some people that I don't know on the podcast. So if you go through and um, there's some amazing interviews that have gone up in Leo season. Leo season is always very fun on the podcast. It was last year too. And if you look, um, you'll see all these people, wonderful humans. I know all of them though. Like <laughs> I know all of them from somewhere. They're not strangers. And I'm getting emails from people and I have like this, there's this podcasting networking site called like matchmaker. It's not dating. It's for podcasts. And, um, you can put yourself on there as like a, to be a guest and then your show to like accept guests. And I was like, I just put up the profile. I clicked, I'm accepting guests and like so many people messaged. Right. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, I need to now do this for other people. But there's a part of me that's like hesitant to put people. I don't know on the pod, like interview strangers, basically like that's a little tiny bit of anxiety coming up through that. Um, but if you look at the opposite of the third house, it's the ninth. So it's like connecting with people who are like all over the world kind of globally. Um, but it really can expand your reach past because what I'm doing with the podcast is it's very third house how I do the podcast. I'm communicating a message and I'm kind of connecting you with people that I know who are in my network. But is the podcast a place to expand my network, which would be ninth house? And so uh I don't I'm not sure, but that's something that's been like a, a focus as of as of now, as of Virgo season. It's like, okay, how can I get the message out there? Very third house, right? And it'll come through for everybody differently. Like it might be going to a networking group, joining a co-working space, uh, doing like an online membership where there's like virtual meetups, like how can you get your message out there? How can you connect with new people, right? Like how I said, like you might be craving change, sometimes connecting with new people um, and getting like a fresh, like fresh energy, right? Like it can feel very, as I'm talking, I sound extremely Gemini, which is the third house as I say this, like fresh people, like new people, like very like, uh, just like changing it up. And, and I'm not saying like you ditch 
people that you've known for like years and stuff, but it's just like add some newness into it, add some fresh vibes and energy. And I'm really, really, really feeling that right now. And it's like pain, it's like painful to to not, I'm just like sitting here and I'm thinking, okay, what can I change? And I'm like, I don't know. Oh my gosh. Like I have no idea what to change. It's like painful to like, I'm like, do I move around my furniture? Do I like move to a different apartment? <laughs> do I get a new job? Do I, do I launch a new offering? Do I like take up more freelance writing? And these are all things that I just said that like I actually could potentially like I'm looking at doing and it's like insane because I don't know which one will align me with that North Node energy because last year in Virgo season, I got the biggest change ever for me and like my best friend was like, what? Like she didn't believe me. She couldn't believe it. She was like in shock. So last year, my third house season, the day the sun shifted into Virgo, I was offered a full-time permanent salaried job. And this is coming from me like a very entrepreneurial freelancer. I love contracts, uh, human, but I, I like, I had to get a a full-time job because like hashtag adulting and it's now been one year and I'm at this crossroads where I'm like, do I go and get another like for certain reasons I will not disclose on the podcast. Do I go get another full-time? Like, do I change, right? Third house change. Do I change my job and get basically like another full-time permanent salary job? Like for me to say that, it's like, ew. Um, And it's just the concept. It's not a particular company or anything. It's just like the concept of like traditional societally acceptable work, like ew. Um, do I do that or do I stay put and just focus on building my business and doing more freelance writing, which is, is third house. I haven't done a freelance writing in a bit. And I kind of want to get back into it, right? It's like, do I, do I want to do more like one-to-one sessions with people? Do I want to focus more on the mentorship? Can I focus on selling, right? But you always have to look at energy leaks. One of my coaches this year was really big on explaining energy leaks and Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you have like your passion project that fills your soul, um, your full-time job may or may not be considered an energy leak, depending on what it is and like where you conduct the work and if work comes home with you, like for sure. But I just, I have, I'm honestly on the here saying, I don't know what to do. And I say, I don't know all the time. And it's very Gemini, very like third house. it's like there's almost too many options and you're like, okay, I don't know which one to do. I'm stuck. I can't decide. I don't know, right? And the older you get, the more you're like, oh, because when I – okay, let me take a step back there. So like I um, – the way my personality is with astrology and human design, it comes through everywhere, is like I want to try absolutely everything. And then I'll report back and let you know what worked and what didn't. And I love doing that, right? It's like sharing the information, sharing practical information, but sharing what's happened, what I've experienced, and so that it helps you. It's very third house. So I've almost been extremely like, like I want to just try different things. But when you hit a certain age, I can't just like, 
leave somewhere and then go there and I'm like, oh, don't like that. Then just jump to the next thing because of adult, adult responsibilities. And so it's like really frustrating to like be a Gemini who's trying to grow, (laughs) to grow up, but also be someone who has a lot of third house energy trying to just try new things and there are limitations and you hit walls. And so, but I used to be able to like, I'm going to do a podcast episode about this. I have it on my list. I have so many ideas. I have my list about it. And it was basically like talking about all the businesses I've like started, but then stopped. And there's like a reason like you start something and then I'm like, either don't sell it properly or I lose interest because it's not what I'm supposed to be doing. It happens all the time, but I've learned so many skills from doing all this, doing all the entrepreneurial things I do. And then you find what kind of sticks. It's like that expression, throwing pasta at the wall and see if it sticks. Like that's what, that's really what the entrepreneurial journey is like. And if you have a lot of mutable energy, like you're trying absolutely everything to see what you like. And what I find is that um, like I, I tried these business, like these different business ideas and I had the ability to, cause I lived at home and I was like in my very early twenties. So I could kind of just like experiment more and I have less of that experimentation ability, um, currently, but the next new thing that I have in the works, and I guess I'll share about it on here. And I did an episode with Mary who runs Luna events, um, a few episodes back. She's a Leo. So she was on for Leo season. Um, and she talks about her events company and everything. And what's really fascinating is she's like, you should do markets. You do readings. You should come read at my markets. And I was like, oh my gosh, like it feels very, very like traveling psychic vibes to read at a market. Right. And I was like, you know what? Sure. I'll try it. I'll try it. So the first one is in Virgo season. It's on September 18th. It's in Guelph, or no, it's in Rockwood, which is near Guelph in Ontario, Canada. And I was almost like, like I'm still so hesitant on whether or not I'm going to like doing a market. The first one's outdoor, and then I'm doing a few more that are indoor, like in October, November. And I have crystals and stuff. Like I have some inventory that'll be available, but the primary way to like work with me or how I plan to generate revenue at the market is through doing readings, like mini readings, like 15 minutes with people. And so I'm excited for that. This has been in the works for like a while. I want to say like three or four months. It's I've been like planning on doing these markets. So again, the impatience of the third house comes in and I'm like, oh my gosh, I want to just try the markets already. Like, let me just try the market already to see if I like it. And I've expressed that to marry the owner and uh she's like okay but you have to try an outdoor market and an indoor market so you can't um make your decision based on the first one if you'll come to the second one because it's a different experience and I was like oh my gosh Mary is a three five in human design I am also a three five so she really understands the like wanting to just try new things but then you you'll make a judgment whether or not you'll you'll do it again but you'll try most things once as a three five like you'll have to experiment with the different I experiment with different business tactics all the time. And so I don't know what my third house season is truly going to like bring forward in terms of the change. 
but I'm excited. But it for me, it feels very career-driven, and this is like more advanced astrology, but my midheaven, the top of the chart, which is like the 10th house, my midheaven is ruled, it's Aries, so it's ruled by Mars. My Mars is in Virgo in the third house. So my career is somehow tied <laughs> to third house things. And then um, my Mars is conjunct by three degrees to my north node. So there's some something is going to happen. I don't know what it is. And when you're an intuitive person and you pick up energy, like something's going to happen. But what the third house is telling me is to be open to all of the opportunities that exist. Look at all of them. Have your I don't know moments, but know that like if you're seeking change, something will change. It will find you and the third house will bring you lots of options and you'll either feel confused and ungrounded or <laughs> you will be like, okay, no, I, I, I might find ways to try the options if that's possible. But if you can't, you have to sit with your intuition and really go with what, and this is so third house Gemini, what you think is right, but I feel like you shouldn't go to the thinking. You should go to the like feeling, how it feels in your body. Because I had an experience literally two days ago from when I'm recording this to when I was told information that was a little different than what I thought was going to happen. And my body like started shaking like I internally started to shake and I had to like put my I sit cross-legged in a chair and I'd put my hands on my knee and squeeze my knee and do a deep few breaths like a few deep breaths to almost ground myself and I couldn't believe the way this information made me feel inside my body it was the worst feeling in the world and I wouldn't wish it upon anybody and so the third house would be like, oh, I think that that feeling was telling, like, no, you have to remove the thinking from it and be like, I felt that. I don't want to feel that again. What do I need to do to never feel that again? And make a decision and change based on that. The information that your physical body is, it's telling you it's like uncomfortable. So definitely third house season. We'll wrap this up with the third house season is almost the thinking versus the feeling and knowing to always trust your body first, um, but knowing that your, your mind will show you all the options that exist. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I'd love to hear from you on Instagram or by leaving a rating or review. It would also mean the world to me if you subscribe to this podcast, if you enjoy today's episode. If you'd like to support the podcast and continue to discover the don't tell me what to do vibration, there are three different ways. You can keep listening to these podcast episodes that I put out weekly. You can also purchase the subscription version of the podcast, which is new for exclusive episodes, or you can purchase my book, which has the exact same name as this podcast. So with so much love and gratitude, see you very, very soon in the next episode.